Hi guys, welcome back to Podark Podcast. Now this week's episode is a very special one. Our very own Michelle visited Cornwall this week and she stayed with the very lovely Karen from Podark's Cornwall. Together they took a trip around some of the filming locations from the show. You may have seen some photos online, but while she was visiting they did a whole bunch of recording and it's really a fantastic listen. So strap yourselves in. Embrace yourself for wind noises, farmyard animals, drunkenness, and even a cameo by yours truly. Enjoy! Hello, Poldark Podcasters. This is Michelle, otherwise known as Poldark Muses, and I am sitting in a, one, of, one of the most beautiful places that I've ever been. It, this is Charlestown Harbor here in the lovely Duchy of Cornwall. And um, I am sitting here with none other than Mrs. Poldark, <laughs> Karen Colum. She runs poldarkscornwall.com. Uh, also well known as the Aiden's Maidens lady. Exactly. And uh, I've been staying with her uh, for the last several days and doing a whistle stop tour of the Poldark uh, filming locations, as well as learning quite a bit about uh, some of the the areas that inspired Winston Graham to write the magnificent series of books that we all so greatly adore. And uh, so she and I are just going to kind of hang out here for a little bit and have ourselves a little chat, as they say, over here, and talk a little bit about kind of who she is, how she got into this crazy, crazy world of Poldark, and uh, some of the things that we've seen so far. So... Karen, hi. How how did this happen to you? Oh, that was <laughs> entirely accidental. Um, Isn't it the way that it is for most everybody? Yeah. When it I comes to so. Poldark, yes. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I I reckon I, I am probably living in Cornwall as a result of uh, Robin Ellis's Poldark. Mm-hmm. Um, Quite the dish. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know it was because I was a I was a convent boarding school uh, girl in 1974 when they aired the first series, and so I was about Demelza's age at the beginning of uh, of the story, and so I guess I identified with her quite quite heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, she was trapped in an unpleasant situation, and I was locked up in a convent boarding school. You, you can see the similarities. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, yeah, so I think a lot of it for me was an early escapism. So. Um, when I found myself living in Cornwall I cut, um, many years later, I already knew it mm-hmm. intimately. Yeah. So it's never been anything other than home for me for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Although, I have to say, the Renaissance, um, and finding myself not only living in Cornwall, but living in Perranporth, um, <laughs> home of Winston Graham, and not only living in Perranporth, but living in the road where he wrote Ross Poldark, <laughs> Um, and then knowing to the inch where he's talking about in the books has all been this kind of strange um, kismet mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's destiny. It's oh my god, is it destiny? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so then, you know, to find that they, they're remaking it and that they cast Aiden Turner, who, who I'd been in love with for a few years anyway, um, as Ross Poldark, all I could think of was, oh, my Lord, there is a God. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> I've sung that a few times, I have to say, in the last three years. So, but sitting here today with you is just glorious. I mean, we're lucky. I've ne- I don't think I've been down to Charlestown with the tide this far out before. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, half tide, but right out beyond the harbour wall so oh. that you could walk all round if you wanted to, but we don't because we're sitting here in the sunshine. Yes. Oh, isn't life shitty? I know. I know. <laughs> and uh, you can just see, you know, gentle ripples and it's warm. My it, God, it's, it's warm. It is like a spring day in the Pacific Northwest. And, uh, you know, we're sitting here and I'll, I will absolutely post pictures and uh, some video on our Tumblr blog uh, so that you guys can see what we're experiencing right now. But, you know, we've got this beautiful tide pool right in front of us where we're sitting and the water is crystal clear. So many different shades of green and brown from the seaweed and the beautiful rocks that make up this, uh, the, the, the floor of the ocean here it is absolutely extraordinary um so we're 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 loving life right now we are and uh just because life's fun <laughs> i've decided to now stick us on facebook live simultaneously oh great so hello, hi everybody so hello. this is michelle herman who's, hi guys. who's with me so um we are now dual dual um broadcasting on on two streams which is kind of fun yeah but it i is. just wanted to show you this because uh for those who are going to listen, you can see this on the Poldark's Cornwall Facebook page, Facebook live stream. And I'm just going to put this round so you can see what we're seeing. I could probably do this a bit more technologically by just pressing a button. <laughs> but hey, let's just do this. Yeah. And have a look at the two guys who are just walking off around the headland. As he's like, Hi, <laughs> have a nice time. Yeah. Life really, sucks. Life really sucks. Life sucks right now. You know, you know, and we're going to have a really arduous morning today. So we're going to do this. Then we're going to Nampara. Well, <laughs> I told um, you I would squeal a couple of times while we yeah, were doing Yeah, she's squealing. Yes. She squealed a fair bit, actually. Yeah. Um, Yesterday was a squeal fest. Oh, yes. Yesterday we went to the west, west of Cornwall. Yes. The nice thing about that is... Um, when I take people around the West... Oh, you must tell them about Ruth. Anyway, um, <laughs> we uh, you can see so many of the the filming locations yeah. in one day, if yeah. you know where you're going and if you're brave enough to tackle the lanes. And <laughs> basically, if you're with me. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because um, ain't no way I am ever going to drive on some of the lanes we were on yesterday. Yeah, no, it was a bit... Ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to say I've done it many, many, many hundreds of times now, but I... There are times when I go around and I think, God, blimey, that was close. Yeah. Or when somebody comes the other way and you think, oh, too fast, too fast, too fast. <laughs> and uh, so I do pretend to be blasé about it, but it's a ma- it is a major pretense, actually. I'm it, not blasé at all. It's pretty terrifying. But we found a wonderful... Pe- We've got Kate. I've got another lady from America at yes. the moment, from New York State, from Rochester, who's been with me for a week now. And uh, she's gone to see the Eden Project today for a bit of... Um, so a de-poldark. She's having a poldark detox today. So she's gone to the Eden Project. And um, oh, well, in the meantime, um, I'm retoxing yes. with, with, with Michelle. And yesterday, whilst we, uh, she was having a detox on St. Michael's Mount, um, 
we found a, a, this wonderful woman called Ruth, Ruth Douglas, who's from Queensland in Australia, who just happened to be needing a lift into Penzance and wound up spending the entire day with us. Yeah. This was an absolute blast. It was awesome. Oh, just because she said, oh, yes, well, I'm here for this, I'm here for that. Oh, and Poldark, of course. I mean, that's a bit like saying to me, oh, and what do you do? Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, we're having fun, aren't we? Oh, we're having so much fun. We're having so much fun. And yesterday we saw... We went to so many places yesterday. It's kind of all a blur, but I know we wound up seeing, and, and I will completely mangle, as you all know, um, any of the place names that I attempt to say. So I'll refer to the shoot locations. Um, we went to see uh, Dwight's cottage from the second series. Um, and where was that? Gunwallow. Thank you, Gunwallow. Mm -hmm. And then we also went to see the chapel where Dwight and Caroline made it official. Yeah, that's the, the Church of the Storms at St. St. Wynwallow, which is all also part of uh, Gunwallow, um, which is made up of two coves, mm -hmm. Dollar Cove on one side and Church Cove on the other. Uh, yeah. Aren't these just the most magical names ever? <laughs> I love them. Um, so we, we saw that. And uh, I said also bonus points for having a fabulous churchyard. Um, and then we went to go see, went to visit Stippy Stappy Lane. And that, was that Penberth Cove? Yeah, so not the real Stippy Stappy Lane. I'm going to show you that later today. Actually. Oh my gosh, really? Oh, well, okay. There's a real one. But yes, you did go to Penberth Cove. Yes. In Penberth, there was the... Um, the cottages that pretend to be Stippy Stappy Lane. Yes. And uh, Dwight and Sam's cottage. Mm hmm. Stepping oh, Stones. Oh, Drake and Stamp. Drake and Drake and Sam. Oh my God, I just had Dwight <laughs> and Sam shacking up together as in a bromance. Boy, hmm, that's an interesting thought. I've, I've just gone <laughs> off in a little flight of fancy with that oh, one. Oh, well. That could work. May, uh, maybe a new ship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A new yeah. ship is born. <laughs> we'll have to come up with a shipping name for that one. Uh, <laughs> maybe you could do some fan fiction for hey, the, you know, the batting for the other side. That that that, that could, could happen. Yeah, it could. That could happen. <laughs> you know, I mean, I tend to take these characters and, and throw them in all kinds of different situations. Hmm. So you never know. You never know. <laughs> um, we also saw the wood where Carolite started. So where <laughs> Caroline basically said, oh, you don't like me. And Dwight then says, well, you know, if you keep me up at night and I can't stop thinking about you, if that all means I don't like you, then yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> and yeah, then it begins from there. So we saw that. Uh, we met, we met a charming oh gentleman. Michael. Uh, Michael. Uh, 80 who, on the 3rd of July. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. We've got to send him a card. We do. Uh, who had all kinds of stories about the first Poldark series, uh, and seeing some of the filming of uh, poor Demelza out there trying to paddle around in a boat and, uh, the, the poor, a the poor actress whose name I will mangle. Ang Harrod Reese. Thank you. Uh, poor thing kept getting seasick, but, uh, we got a recording of the story. So we'll share that on the podcast yeah. as well. It's, it's much more charming coming from Michael than coming oh, from complete me. With, with Cornish accent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And we saw the spot where, uh, poor Drake is taking a wee bitty bath and then, you know, Prudy, of course, then tries to hit on him. So we saw that spot. We also saw the, 
uh, stepping stones across the water where Demelza walks, as well as the ones where Ross walks. So we saw those. Um, and, and the slipway where the, yes. where the volunteers are yes. trained. Yes. So from season three. And then we wound up going to... Where did we go next? Oh, after Penberth. Uh, we popped in towards the Minac Theatre. We didn't have time. Yes. That was me teasing you, wasn't it? We yes. Taking you to the Minac and not allowing you in. No, <laughs> no. That, that's on the next time, Michelle. Next time <laughs> um, but you got to look down on Port Kerno Beach. Oh, oh my Lord. One of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen. The water, the water is as blue as it is on the show. And it's this Caribbean blue. It's it's amazing. It's just amazing. So um, got some pictures of those uh, and I'll be sharing some of those on Tumblr and I'll get them over on Twitter uh, sometime later today. So you'll be able to see those as well. But uh, that's oh, no. And then we wound up going to uh, Par- Port Gualo. Oh, so close. Oh, Port Guara. Port Port Guara. I'm not going to do it. I'm just Port Guara. Porth Guara. Yes, Porth Guara. <laughs> I'm an one, idiot. <laughs> one of the maidens has just joined us. Oh, hello. <laughs> and um, we wound up going down on the beach where the pilchards yes. were brought in. Yes. And that was lovely because that's one of my favorite scenes from series one. Um, and we also then went down on the beach where the um, escape of Mark Daniel took place, yeah. um, where they dragged the boat out of uh, the little cave yeah. and shoved him off before the um, redcoats could catch him. Yeah. So that's what we saw. And Ye- don't forget who's, who went swimming there. Oh, yes. That's that's also where a certain person decided he needed to stop off uh, after his visit with Margaret and, you know, wash wash the smut off. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so he wound up skinny dipping and, and a certain redhead. That's got smuttier since. I know, every right? Every available opportunity by most people. Absolutely. Mm. Um, but a certain redhead was peeking over the... Uh, the cliffside watching and going, oh my, that's living in my house? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyhow. Oh, yeah. then we went up to Gwenep Head. Yes. Remember where the nice, the nice Coast Guard man was talking to us off the balcony? Yes. Yes. And uh, we walked along the, 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 some of the cliffy areas and then, yeah, um, oh, choking tomato sandwich place. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a great story. And, uh, yeah. we will definitely, uh, we'll get talk that, about that. Yeah. We'll get that out of Karen in just a little while. Oh, and Mel Tyler's here. Hi, Mel. Hello. Um, we've got diehard maidens joining us live. Here oh, excellent. On Mary- Facebook live. So this is, so my random hi's everybody on your podcast. <laughs> I'm seeing hello to people who are joining us on Facebook live. So oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it's very nice to meet you. Um, Consider me a member from another shore. This is is another Melanie, Melanie. So, Melanie, Melanie. (laughs) So, um, Michelle. Michelle. I was going to say one L. Oh, yes. But yours has got one other L. Oh, cool. Okay. Hello. Um, (laughs) And we also went to see Wheel 
leisure, and grace, which is actually Wheel Oles. Yes. Yes. West Wheel Oles. Yes. Um, Where they shoot the uh, exteriors of both Wheel Leisure and Wheel Grace. Um, Karen let slip a little tidbit of what we will see coming out of Wheel Grace in Series 4. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You'll just have to wait. No, but I, I will <laughs> say there's a wet white shirt involved. Yes. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Aiden... It's a bit of a Colin Firth moment, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, so we saw we saw uh, the, the mines. We also saw... Uh, look down at Grambler, and oh, uh, it. Uh, there was considerable squeaking at that point. Yeah, there was a lot of squeaking, especially when you know you're looking at the uh, wheel oles and the surrounding area, and you see that little mound of earth where Demelza and Ross are having that dinner after he decides to reopen Leisure. And Demelza says, I belong here, which was one of my favorite scenes from series one as well. And, uh, you know, I just literally squeaked when I saw it because it's amazing how people can squeak (laughs) for the sight of a a mound of earth. A mound of earth can make someone go, oh, yeah, I'm so happy. So, (laughs) so anyhow, it's this has been an absolutely extraordinary visit. Um, I pretty much decided the first day, and it was dark for most of the first day I was here, that I already didn't want to go back home because it's stunning here. Um, and it, the, the temperature is very much like home for me. Um, and hearing the, the ocean and smelling the, the sea and, you know, climbing the rocks and not falling down the rocks, uh, <laughs> uh, which is what I'm more likely to do. Um, You've done well. Actually. I've, I've, we I've had any major injuries, but <laughs> let's not tempt fate. Exactly. Knock on wood. Um, it's been it's been a life changing event. It's been a life changing event, and uh, I cannot recommend uh, Karen and her knowledge, her graciousness as a tour buddy i i don't want to say tour guide because it hasn't felt like she's been you know sitting on a with a megaphone going and to your left um it's been more like a friend showing another friend around and it's been it's been lovely so thumbs up hey five stars thank you you know lots of likes (laughs) you know well that's nice you're welcome you're welcome it is nice even though you know it is one of these things and some of these ladies have joined us now these are but they live in cornwall oh and they 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 share the passion Mm -hmm. and they understand that what we have here is very special oh my goodness yes um we don't take none of us take this for granted Mm -hmm. um and just having pulled up as the little cherry on the cake is is the cherry on the cake Mm -hmm. but the rest much of it is the environment mm-hmm. um, and you know the weather and the scenery and the drama and the heritage mm-hmm. and just being surrounded with what is actually just a very therapeutic place to be yeah in so many ways yeah so to add to that a romantic story mm-hmm. with fabulous 
um, heroes, heroines, and villains and villainesses. <laughs> we haven't really had a villainess yet, have we? Uh, not really. No, not really. Um, just, just, just adds a little bit more colour to it, doesn't yes. it? If that's possible. Yes, absolutely. Um, but you know, it's lovely to have you here with us, Michelle. You know, mm. having the Pulled Up podcast coming over from the states is great fun. Um, and I hope it inspires more of your own uh, fan writing as well. Oh, thank you. So, uh, uh, it absolutely possible? will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it absolutely will. I've got all kinds of ideas now, especially, especially seeing the 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 landscape and and feel and feeling the drama of the landscape. Um, that will really be a benefit when I am, you know, coming up with with new stories or or writing. Um, writing chapters and things like that uh on on Poldark and who knows uh you know perhaps uh an original novel or something like an original story um from Cornwall you never know well you wouldn't be the first no and you there won't are be the a few last. people so you, that, need, you need to kind of get in there yeah start writing I know I know it needs to happen uh but honestly if I if I ever win the lottery um Y'all know where I'm coming because I will be packing up the cats <laughs> and packing up the husband. And well, there's a really good vet here for when you <laughs> bring the cats over. Oh, excellent! Yeah, Mel Tyler's a vet. Oh, great! Well, consider oh. your business. Uh, consider <laughs> consider my business your business. Uh, my kitties will will adore you if I ever win that lotto and drag them over here. Um, but uh, yeah, I this is it's going to be very hard leaving. Cornwall. Uh, but I am coming back. I will be back. Darn it. Especially next year, I'm going to pay more attention to when they're going to start filming and plan my trip a little better since I missed them by, what, five days, I think. But, I, you know, before that, I think we should probably try and get your get a little tour group over of your, yes. pod, of your podcast followers. Because there's an you know, what would be really cool would be to bring you over in March. Mm-hmm. When we have St. Piran's Day, oh, we have so much cultural stuff going over around that time. So you've got miners and pasty festivals, and lots, of, lots of, and you know, we don't. None of us turn up our nose at a really decent pasty at most times of most days. Well, and then, why? Yeah, why would you? <laughs> yeah, um, and there's lots of you know singing and dancing and music involved and being having those kind of things. So you yeah, know, so some of your your podcast listeners should definitely be sort of keep in touch with us and keep an eye. Should we bring a group over? Definitely. We can, we can get down and get dirty with the, with, with lots of Poldark. Absolutely. I think that sounds like a mega awesome plan. Yeah. Uh, so more on that to come folks. Yeah. Uh, we're not, we're not just mentioning that for just mentioning, but there, there will be more information on that, uh, to come. Yeah. So. Very shortly. Um, uh, we're going to go head off up, up to Bodmin Moor now. We're going to go to Nampara. <coughs> oh, now Missy's joined us. Hello, Missy. Yay. Oh, they're all M's. I know. Are they all? Oh. Margaret, Melanie, and Missy. Yeah, this is a... Hi. You, you have to have an M name. Oh, okay. On this particular occasion. All right. Yeah. Well, that's how it's happened. <laughs> um, so, I think people have got... Are not used to me. I haven't done some Facebook lives for a while, so this is, we've got three of you, and it's lovely that you've joined us. But quite often we've had like thirty, forty, five hundred people. Oh my goodness! Joining us. So if we start ramping these up while you're here, we'll yeah. probably get quite a lot of listeners. Cool. So we're going to go up to Bobby Moor now, aren't we? Yes. Campara, and yes. this is lovely. This is a fabulous day to do it because you're going to have a bit of blow, and he's going to have some beautiful blowing clouds across and swirl, but not pouring rain. 
that which, which makes Nampara a more appealing place I Ugh. do have to tell you but I think coffee first what do you oh god yes coffee? I am from Seattle after all well, so you, you know coffee is you like lifeblood that was Seattle coffee you were having this morning for breakfast yay thanks for that oh you're welcome And this is Michelle. She does the Pole Dark podcast. Hi. I do, do you? Yeah. Pole Dark's Cornwall. And this is Ruth from, from Queensland. I'm like, we just picked her up on the just way. Just picked me up, literally. <laughs> yeah. The and you here look, I am. You Another, I don't have any luck like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, do you know, next time I'm down, which is regular, I'll make sure that, you know, I'll just tip you the wink every now and again. You and I can go and have a cup of tea or something. <laughs> so, you've I've, been here a while, yeah? I've been here 52 years fishing, yes. Oh. And you, <coughs> so, as, is, which, are those your boats? Yeah, the one there on the slip that you can see. Which one? Which name? It's called Carol and David. Oh, Carol, I know it, I know it well. I've taken pictures of your boat many times. Yes, and Lord, <laughs> I hope you don't mind. It, well, somebody's made a fortune out of it. <laughs> Because it's been on a postcard. Yeah. Huh? I even had a postcard sent to me. With your own boat on it? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Look at this um, boat. That's funny. And it's been on um, a Christmas calendar. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. And, I, and we were... My then wife um, wrote to this firm. Yeah. And they sent us a price list. <laughs> it's like that's um, funny if yeah. you yes. didn't have my boat you wouldn't have a price list yes. to yes. sell yes. well anyway that, that, uh. well, that was 20 years ago I married I've been asked to write a book and I can't find anybody to do it <laughs> what do the writing yeah oh. because my, I, all the stories all, all of my life you know uh huh um I married a girl 25 years younger than myself. Well done, you. Well, it's only because she drove me nuts and she wouldn't leave me alone. And in the end, well, you're only human, aren't you? Well, yeah. And you, you've got you've got to go I with that animal. You, you, yes. Go yeah. with that animal magnetism. Anyway, we we had two children. I was 50 when the first one was born. Right. I was 52 when the second one was born. And. Uh, when they were six and eight, we came down here in the valley to live in the Coast Guard cottages. Yeah. And it was too quiet for her. And she had enough of me and married life and the kids and packed her bags and went and never come back. And oh. the, the kids are Carol and David? No, that oh. was her first marriage. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my, my eldest daughter is 55. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Goodness. Hard tough. So... Yeah, so, did you so, say you knew Angharad Reese in the days? Oh, I mean, just to talk to. I mean, I didn't yeah. know her personally. And didn't. they did something with a boat out here. Yeah, tell us, tell yeah, us they, about that story. They launched a boat. Well, they had a punt down there. They were always bring their own boats. Yeah. Pulled out, always bring their own boats. Well, this time they were all usable. The ones yes. we brought down last year were sinkable. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Holes in the sides. Oh, oh, right. They were prop boats. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they had a small boat, what we call a punt. Yeah, that's a flat bottom, isn't it? Well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, whether it got a flat bottom or not, anyway, they they were going to put her in there and she was going to be rowing around. Right. And they were going to film her rowing around and she kept on being sick. Oh, bless her. Poor thing. So, um, 
they got one of the local boys. <laughs> well, I don't know, teenager, I suppose he was. Yeah. And they put a wig on him, dressed him up as a woman, and he was doing the rowing. Brilliant. I am so going to look up that scene again. Oh, yes. The old yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, oh, my goodness. So Thank you. That's, years ago. That is a brilliant anecdote. It's been so <clears throat> nice to meet you. I'm standing out in front of Nampara. And there are a bunch of cows off in the distance who are having a bit of an attitude problem, I think, or at least they're having a conversation. But um, uh, I think out of every place that I've been so far, this is the one that's that's really pretty much grabbed me by the throat. Uh, it is more beautiful than I expected it to be. It is exactly as I expected it to be. And the view from the front is exquisite and it's what you see on the morning that Ross is heading to Bodmin and he and Demelza have that moment out in the field it's that that's the view I'm staring at right now and it's it's really pretty moving um, so I've got a couple of pictures that I've taken I'll put up on the blog and uh, tweet when I get back to uh, Wi-Fi or some kind of connectivity um, so that you guys can see it. But it's, it's, this is a very, very special place. Okay, I'm in the Nampara uh, farmyard and you'll never guess the noise that you hear behind me. Those are the pole dart geese. Yes, the geese that uh, are at Ross and Demelza's home in Series 3 and lead the way at um well these are not the actual geese no the oh that's five different geese oh they're, they're darn and these are the ones that were in series one and two. Oh, so these are the series one and two geese and off in the distance i see some chickens with some little baby chickens um pulled our chickens pulled our chickens pulled our geese Come on, name the scene. Window. Oh, the apple scene. There you go. Yes, where uh, she's washing her hair because she needs to be scrubbed clean as a side of beef or a bullock of beef or something like that. And Ross is leaning out of the window, munching on an apple, basically smirking <laughs> and looking gorgeous as usual. He helps her. Uh, that the first time, yeah, when he fir when she first arrives, but then that's to rid of crawlers. Yes, yes. But subsequently, she she does it on her own. And you know something? The yard is covered with grass. When in the show, it looks much more, you know, like mud and dirt and. All that kind of stuff. It, there's a thick carpet of grass, and uh, I'll take I'll take a picture so you guys can see. But it's 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 beautiful here. I don't want to leave. Maybe they'll let me stay in one of the barns or something. But this is fabulous. Hey, it's Michelle from the podcast, 
Uh, it, yeah. it is a little after 11 o'clock at night. It feels a lot after 11 o'clock. Yeah, night, it, yeah. it really does. Um, and I have to say that Aiden's Maidens <laughs> came in second yeah. at the local pub quiz tonight. It should have been first. It should have been. I mean, we were kicking some serious ass. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm sorry. That picture didn't look anything like a thin bowl. It was not a thimble. That was not a thimble. That I've never seen a thimble like that it in my like life. A, it looked like the turny things on the old Roberts radios. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, you know, now that I know that that other picture was uh, Monopoly houses and hotels, um, I'm kind of kicking myself. Yeah, I'll give because them that. you know that was really yeah. super obvious. Yeah. Um, but all in all, but we was robbed. Yeah, we, we was, was robbed. We was robbed. We was robbed. Um, did you hear how much we were robbed by? No. How close was it? How was it? I have no idea. No, me. Me neither. <laughs> Too much wine has been consumed tonight. <laughs> um, but um, it is an absolutely amazing full moon yes. here in uh, Perrinporth. We are, it's so bright and so white. It's not a black moon. Uh, <laughs> no, it's definitely not black. Not a black moon. So but it's a harvest moon. Yes, it started up very, very low on the horizon. Yeah, and didn't it look? Huge? And it, it, God, it looked like it was like right next door. Yeah, which probably is, you know, accurate. But you know, <laughs> never mind. Um, but uh, we've had an absolutely awesome day. Uh, with Nampara, uh, with Charlestown, um, we stopped at a winery, <laughs> um, which uh, had, yeah, which had some amazing wines. Um, our friend Kate wound up going to Eden, which is this really super cool biodome, you know, plant growing thing that I really need to check out the next time I'm here. Um, but honest to God, I don't want to leave. I really don't want to leave. Uh, I don't want you to leave either. Uh, we've had fun. We've, we've had, had we have had a blast fun. on what we've been calling the whistle stop <laughs> bold art tour. Yeah, but the funniest thing is there we find ourselves at the pub quiz, and you're not from the furthest away. No, no, in the middle of a tiny pub in the middle of Cornwall. Yeah, it was crazy. With people from New Mexico. Yep, New Mexico. What the hell? I know. <laughs> And they were into pole dark too. So, you know, it, it's, it is something that is just sailing across the United States, um, hopefully around the world. Um, we're getting more and more exposure to the wonderful world of Winston Graham and the characters that he created uh, within his series, uh, pole dark. So um, it's really exciting to, to see that happening. Really exciting. Mm, yeah. And then there's the moon. <laughs> oh my goodness. What it, a beautiful moon. It is stunning. I promise I will take some pictures because it, it'll probably just look like a white dot <laughs> in the sky. But um, And I know the pictures won't do it justice, but it is absolutely stunning. And now we've got to get up off the front step. Yeah. Um, we're sitting outside of <laughs> Karen's house and we have to go to bed because we are going to get up and chat with Rita and Delanda tomorrow um, and wrap up our road trip here to Cornwall. So um, until tomorrow, this is Michelle and Karen.
saying good night. Good night. So here we are sitting in Karen's kitchen, and we have Rita with us. Hi, Rita. Hi, Rita. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Oh, it's so good to talk to you. And um, And in the same time zone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not used to this at all. So, or I should say, at all. So, um, uh, anyhow, uh, we wanted to spend some time chatting with you. I know I've been posting a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. See if you had any questions or anything along those lines about some of the stuff that I've seen, and we can chat a little bit about it. Um, or we can talk about pretty much anything you want to talk about, my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to, like, basically have an in-depth discussion about Nampara. We were lucky at Nampara yesterday. Yeah. It was unusual for the top of Bombay Moor. It was dry and sunny, and it wasn't blowing a gale. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we, we so all of those things um, made for a really quite magical experience. Oh my goodness! Me? Yeah, um, I mean, I was speechless when I first got out of the car. That's a first. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I was I was completely speechless when I got out of the car and um, you know put my wellies on and walked into the front um, yard. Is it front yard? It's front garden, really. Front garden, okay. And uh, turned around and looked and was just hand over mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm I'm standing here at Nampara. And it was was truly a moving experience, Um, a marvelous experience. Um, It was the garden wall that got you first, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. The garden wall just, like, completely wigged me out. And I was... I was thinking about, and I mentioned uh, in the recording from yesterday, uh, the scene, you know, the day, the, the day after their last night together when he's getting ready to go off to the jail, uh, not knowing what's going to happen to him because of this trial. And, you know, she wakes up to find him gone and, and sees him out in the field chopping wood and, you know, just that really incredibly tender scene where the two of them are just, I don't want this to change. I wish we could stay like this forever. And um, it's really a gentle moment that you see between the two of them. And to see that exact same, um, that exact same landscape mm. in front of me, it it was I uh, yeah I started blowing minus the digital C yes minus Sorry. <laughs> minus the digital C <laughs> which you know um, <laughs> we're sitting in the middle of this beautiful farmland it's like there is not an ounce of sea to be seen anywhere no, it's, it's almost twenty miles in either direction from there in actual oh, fact but okay. <laughs> yeah I mean it I think what about Nampara and this is something I felt ever since I first went there and I've had the privilege of you know, being given access to it. But I feel a bit like a custodian of that mm. um, 
of that specialness, actually. Mm -hmm. So taking people up there, I understand that for them, they're getting that same experience that you had yesterday Mm -hmm. and that I had first time, that you feel there is a connection to the story, to the characters, Mm -hmm. to individual moments. Um, And Namparo in that um, um, incarnation, as Mm -hmm. it is, has added a new dimension to to the to Poldark because the other day, of course, I took I took yes. you to the original Nampara. Yes, and I got a picture of 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 little uh, uh, crochet Demelza, um, and I had to put her on this round thing to keep her from falling over, and so she looks she really looks pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> and weirdly, she looks pregnant like they make Demelza look pregnant in this with yes. with the bump absurdly low yes so because she's stuck over this round finial on the top of a gate post so basically she's had this finial shoved up her skirt that's giving her this global belly yeah so, so that was quite funny yeah but yes that was standing actually at the gate post of uh, Botalic manor down at Botalic, which was the nampara for robin ellis and ang harrod reese i'm going to get you to say that in a minute ang harrod well ang harrod oh, ang harrod nearly yeah okay there we go we got there um <laughs> but you take know, me days to get there but you know i mean we're sitting in my kitchen at the moment which is at the back of my house um my house is pretty much where uh, Winston Graham put his cross on his handwritten map for the real location for Nampara. <laughs> How's that for for coincidental? Uh, no, it's not coincidence. Yeah. It's fate. The other thing about it is if we look out of the front of my house and um, out the lounge window and look down towards the, the coom, which is the coom of the stories, the one that uh, Ross always rides up when he's on his way back from, from Truro and he crosses over the Malingi stream, which is indeed at the bottom of the coom, opposite my house. Um, but on the other side of that is Nampara, which is an area of Perimporth. So there is a strong connection to this in, in many ways. But up on, on Bobby Moor yesterday, where we were, um, you know, you encountered some of the livestock as well. Didn't yes, you? <laughs> yes, we met, we met Poldark pigs. And yeah. oh my God, they're, they're so cute. I mean, well, they're, okay, they're huge, but... They're, they're, they're kind of like dogs because we're standing at the gate and there were a couple like, like mama and I don't know if that was papa. No, it's two mamas. Two, two mamas. So two mamas that were just kind of rooting about and all of a sudden the babies kind of come marching around the corner kind of like, oh, With they're flappy, flappy ears. Yes, they're, they're people. Oh, let's go see the people. And so they come running over to the gate kind of like, oh, do you have anything for us? Really? Yeah, they're terrible beggars, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. But yeah. <laughs> they're adorable with the big, the big black pigs with the big floppy ears. Uh, so somebody said to me, the other "They're week, adorable." So Looks me very sagely. He's have to say, um, "Obviously, she knows this stuff." And uh, said, "So what? 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 What breed of pigs are they?" I went, "Black ones." <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, highly technical. I'm sorry, I'm not quite certain what sort of breed they are. <laughs> they're, they're, they're definitely they're, black. Yeah, black and, pigs. And they're pigs. Yes. Uh, so uh, so we met the Poldark pigs and we met the Poldark geese. The original Poldark the, geese. The original Poldark geese from mm. seasons one, one and, and two. two. And uh, they are a noisy lot, but um, they are very docile, which is extremely odd for geese. That was the one thing I, when we walked into the uh, backyard or back 
back garden, back farmyard, farmyard. Mm, thank yeah. you. Um, and oh my God, it's, you know, it's, it's the farmyard, you know, the farmyard where, you know, all the farmyardy things took place in series like, one and two. All the brutal washing, yes. the scrubbing away of crawlers. Yes, exactly. Oh, the, munch, the munching of um, apple and yes. watching her give herself a wash badly. <laughs> The uh, the decking of Judd with the help yes. with the pie. Yes. Um, yeah, there's quite a lot of activity. Oh, yeah, and my favourite bit of that farmyard is the pointy gate in the back. Yes, the because pointy that's gate. A, that's in the conversation between Ross and Uncle Charles mm-hmm. in series one when he's trying to bribe him to yeah, to leave again. Yeah, like <laughs> Just please, go. yeah, go, please, go. please leave. You're 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 <laughs> you are threatening my my son's marriage yeah. just by your manliness. So, uh, <laughs> anyhow, um, and then there were some chickens, but I wasn't able to get close enough to get uh, pictures of the chickens. And there was a hen and a rooster, and then I think they had three or four little baby chickens mm. that were running around, and they looked like little miniature versions of the mama chicken. And it was the most adorable thing I think I've ever seen. Little, little black chicks. Yes, little There's black a lot chicks. of black animals in this. You must have, <laughs> you must have noticed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no idea why, but, you know, hey. Yeah, well, even the chicks are black. It's very strange. A tiny, weeny, tiny... Yeah, the dark pole dark. The dark pole dark. The dark pole dark pol- poultry. <laughs> the dark poultry. <laughs> um, so the... the the property, it's a working farm, a working beef farm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so we didn't see any cows. We we saw evidence of cows, you know. They had to watch her steps in the wellies. But um, uh, it's a working beef farm. And... They were all out on the common land. Mm-hmm. Opposite. Some of them making a bit of noise during uh, one of my recordings yesterday. But, uh, oh... It was bucolic. It was bucolic and amazing. And um, I'm see, I'm getting choked up again just thinking about it. Um, it was. It wait, was. Wait till I take you to. It was magical. Wait till I take you to St Agnes Head. Oh God! I'm going to take you there on your own just before I take you back to the aircraft because I think you'll be a, a, a <laughs> snivelling wreck at the end of that. Yeah, St Agnes Head <laughs> is is the spot where. Um, uh, Ross and Demelza stand and let go of Julia's bracelet. So <laughs> I know I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a mess. But, <laughs> but anyhow, that was that was Nampara, and um, you know Karen is the only person that has um, access to the property, and um, you know the the folks that that own the property were were gracious enough to to let us march all over the place yesterday and uh that was that was pretty amazing so please thank them for me of course i will yes yeah yeah and for our podcast (laughs) um i am ever changed good yeah i'll tell them they'll be they'll be they'll be touched yeah because what they find completely bemusing about the whole thing is that anybody is impressed with their house (laughs) which as far as they're concerned is their house (laughs) And you now she's often said to me, "This is really very curious." When I showed her a picture once of uh, of her stone um, wall, the standing stones that go around the garden, as, at, that it's been recreated mm-hmm. in the studios, she had the most puzzled look on her face of anybody I'd ever seen. She said, "How strange! How very odd!" <laughs> and it was just complete amusement. But 
why would anybody want to recreate my, okay, 12th century old garden wall? And uh, yeah, so it's, it's like it's because it's we, we, we love your house. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I, when I asked uh, Karen uh, when the house was built, she said that the 12th century, it was like my jaw just dropped. Um, you know, it is as solid as solid can be. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. No, I don't think <laughs> no, so. <laughs> no, uh-uh. it's, it, it is, it is part of the landscape now and mm-hmm. uh, uh, just, just magnificent. So. As is the story, actually. This oh. is something that I say that um, people don't really understand Poldark until you're there here. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can have a romanticized vision of it and mm-hmm. you can fall in love with the idyll. But being here gives you a different yeah. perspective on it and um it's part of the genetic makeup of cornwall really <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's in the dna of it yeah. yeah so it's so being here gives you a, a different level of understanding doesn't it yes very much so very much so mm-hmm. and it's not just having the spatial awareness of you know how much how much space there was um you know at say the House, I we were in Charlestown yesterday, and we're at the uh, at Andrew Blamey's house. Um, so this little pink house up on uh, the the hill there, and so you know now you know I've got a, a spatial understanding of you know just how big the house is and have the the doorway and and that kind of thing. But it's it's more than that, mm. you know. It's more than that. It it is it's another sense really you yeah. know um part of the sense of that of course is you know when when you're considering the charlestown in its guise as falmouth mm-hmm. is supposed to be uh from saul mm-hmm. i.e perimporth where nampara is um 15 miles roughly speaking mm-hmm. and you will notice a prop that comes up quite a lot in series three <laughs> That is a is a milestone as they're yes. galloping past it. Yes, and it says, "This is my favourite prop. It was made by my mate Liam Thomas." And when I said to him a couple of weeks ago, I said, "Are you responsible for that god awful <laughs> milestone?" He said, "Which one?" I said, "The one that says." Falmouth. He said, yeah, Falmouth 15 miles. I said, it doesn't though. It doesn't look like a five. It looks like an S. So it reads, Falmouth is miles. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's freaking miles. It's miles oh, from yeah. anywhere. It's really miles on horseback. You know, so, but I think that kind of change, change takes the story because when she pops over to see Verity or when oh, she yeah. pops over, you say, hang on a minute. That's 15 miles mm-hmm. on horseback. I mean, and if you're not on horseback, you're, you're in a, on a mule or, God forbid, on foot. And it is. And you get that feeling, don't you, once you're yes. here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to imagine that Cornwall, with no roads, <laughs> and you have to traverse it, it would from t- north coast to south coast. It would take forever. Yeah. You know, and so that, that brings up, you know, the we, we talk about this on the, the podcast quite frequently, the hashtag Poldark time. Uh, yes. And, uh, I think one of the, the best, 
uh, examples of that comes from series two, the last episode when, you know, Ross zips over to London to go see Caroline and then mm-hmm. zips, zips back, back to, to, Plymouth. Pound, to, to Plymouth, Plymouth, right, yeah. um, to take Caroline to, um, to, Dwight. to Dwight and then zips back up to Truro to, you know, go fake sign back in with the military, you know, but wait, he came to Plymouth to do that when so anyway so and then he zips back up to Truro and finds out that there's this big riot going on and he has to go over there and and save the day um there would be no zipping no but you know <laughs> Ross is a time traveler yes obviously he has a and uh, <laughs> Seamus is a TARDIS <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should talk about Tardisism and tangent from Nanpara. Oh, Because you've okay. given us a perfect segue on that one. <laughs> um, when we went down to Pemberth the other day, mm-hmm. um, that's where you've got uh, Drake and Sam's cottage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tardis or what? Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, on the outside, it's a tiny little stone-built <laughs> shed. But when we see the inside um, shots, of course, he's... You, you know, it's, they've got this beautiful dining table. It's and palatial. It is. And the two of them can sit in it. But alongside that, you can have, um, yes, Demelza and Ross and all the children. They've still got room for, what, a couch and a hostess trolley and, a, you know, a log-burning stove and, and a 56-inch and a uh, um, L- uh, LCD uh, TV screen. It's, you know, it's just... It's, it's but disproportionate. It, exactly, it, it is bigger on the inside. Yeah, apparently, I mean, it bigger does, on the it inside. Doesn't really even work on television. You could tell that things like a shed. Do you find that that's obvious that the place is bigger on the inside than the outside? Very, very obvious. I don't know if that's because I've actually been to Cornwall before and I'm aware of how big the houses are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested that that because I was just thought thought that I knew it because I knew the shed that they used and I was thinking god that's not enough. but I'm interested that they haven't managed to kid anybody who hasn't seen that shed either <laughs> so uh oh I, yeah. I think I think we're supposed to suspend our disbelief or, or suspend our disbelief when we're watching the show um oh, although completely. although you know I'm I am I get pretty much obsessed with kind of the logic Mm. Um, that happens in the show. And I think that the episode where, uh, in series three, where Ross goes off to find out information about, uh, Dwight, mm-hmm. you know, he, he and Tholly go off to France and like you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the revolution. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Just pop over to France. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, when they leave, you see Demelza, you know, and she's pregnant, but she's not showing at all. No. Um, but when she comes back, or when he comes back, she's about ready to give birth, which mm. means he's gone for several months, yeah. the way that they've written it well, um, do you know, Brittany, for the show. Brittany Ferry's service just isn't what it used to be. <laughs> it just isn't. You know? Oh, God. See, I needed to have you, like, just kind of chirping in my <laughs> ear about this, because I was practically having an aneurysm over the fact that none of that made sense. No. Um, you know, for two English dudes, <coughs> excuse me, for two English dudes to be hanging around in France. One second longer than they needed four to. Four months, yeah. you know, and, and not really having a legitimate job. 
yeah. uh, to be to be doing. So except you know hanging around in pubs and just you know yeah. chilling. Um, or looking very hipster in your new hipster. In your hipster beard. Your, hip, <laughs> your, your hipster, hipster hat. Na- uh, your hipster hat. Hipster beanies. Yes. Um, he did look awfully good in that beanie, though. <laughs> he would look good in a paper sack. I was going to say, they haven't invented a hat that he wouldn't look good in. <laughs> oh, God. But you, you, you couldn't do that and stay alive. No, no, no. Of course you no, couldn't. Not no. right. No, there were, there were summary executions <laughs> on every corner. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so actually outstupid the fact that he broke into a prison, though. I mean, yeah. that mm-hmm. seemed more mm-hmm. dangerous than hanging around for months. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that, yeah, I had major problems with that episode. Um, not, not. Well, one of the reasons, you know, being that, um, and, uh, in the books, that trip lasts like a fortnight, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and, and even then, that's high anxiety fortnight in yeah, the book. Yes, very much so. Um, but not, not enough to grow a baby. No, and not no. enough for, for Demelza to develop an attitude, which, she does. Yes, because, grows a baby and yeah, an attitude. Exactly. Yeah. And so by the time he gets back, you know. Oh, I know what it he, is. What? It was a pregnancy in the twilight sort of vein. You know, oh. like that. She was growing. Oh. oh yeah. Oh, so it was yes. a, it was a mega quick one. Yes. Where, where, where something really awful happens and you grow a baby in like four weeks and right. you get really angry. And yeah, they, so she was having another worldly experience. It yes. Was kind of, yeah. That, that, that must be what it is. That it is. That's it was why she was so angry. Tweet. Yes. Okay. Now I can accept that logic. <laughs> yes. And Ross has actually just slipped back into Mitchell. That's what it is. Oh. It's a vampire connection. It's a cross fertilization of species. Awesome. There we go. Oh my goodness. That solved that one. Thank you. Okay. I, I can live with that. <laughs> oh Lord. So, um, any other questions that you have? Uh, what other place was your favorite to go to? Um, you haven't been to all of them yet. That's true. I still have a couple to go to, so I reserve the right to amend this um, <laughs> after after I go. Um, but I think uh, besides the winery yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, that was a sort of well, let's just pull off here, shall we? Moment. <laughs> yeah, it's like let's have let's have a spot of wine. Um, eight spots. Eight of wine. spots. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was t- we, it was a tasting, so it's not like we were drinking eight glasses of wine. No, I hasten to add before yes. I got back behind the wheel of a car. Right. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> um, but I think it was probably um, seeing is it Port Guara, Penberth, Gwenap Head. I'm going to keep going. Gwen, Gwen, yeah. It was, I want you it to was, pronounce it was, them. Oh, right. stop it. No, you don't, because that will be bad. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was when we went to see the mines. Oh, Batalic. Yeah, when we saw the mines and we saw um, Wheel Wheel Oles, Yeah, which is the mine that portrays Wheel Grace and Wheel Leisure. I got a little emotional. I actually squeaked when we when we started walking up towards it because uh you know the the scene in series 1 episode 2 where um Ross is you know they Ross decides he's going to reopen Wheel Leisure 
and they're having that little fish dinner um, out by the the um, the mine. And Demelza tells him that she belongs there. And uh, you see the, the little spot where they had that. Yeah, that double mound yeah, is there. Yeah. Exactly the same. It's, still. it's yeah. exactly the same as it was during the show. And mm. um, I think. <laughs> That's also where they stand for Henshaw's. Oh, oh God. just just as well I did. Just I'm as, so glad you didn't tell me. That. I know I actually didn't at the time. The, re- the reason, and I didn't. I knew that would be gutting because I've had this already with a couple of people. Oh. oh my God, is this where they? And I, yeah, and I've had people going. That was the, the worst thing that's ever happened. Oh my God, it was just horrible. I'm sitting here getting weepy again. It was that was just absolutely horrible. Although I could see it being telegraphed, yeah, throughout. The, oh God! Yeah. Well, really, I mean, almost since series two, um, because there has been this friendship mm. uh, between uh, Ross and Henshaw that doesn't exist in the yeah, books. Exactly, <laughs> William Henshaw. Now we know what his first name is, um, and we've seen that friendship grow and develop. And you know, when I still one of my favorite lines from series two was. When they're all leaving the court after Ross has oh, been yeah. found not guilty, and mm. Henshaw says, "You know, I thought I was going to be working with the sensible part of the f- side of the family." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that. I just and I loved his sense of humor, and um, he also wasn't too bad to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice character. Yeah, really nice character. Um, but I was thinking, yep, he's been redshirted, you know, the, the term from Star Trek when, you know, you've got someone in a red shirt going on an ex, yes. ex, ex expedition. expedition. It's always the red shirt. The person in the red shirt gets, gets the axe. So I was like, oh God, he's been redshirted. And I was like, it was either him or Zaki. And I don't think they're going to get rid of Zaki. No, well, they couldn't really. They can't really because he's got an elongated part yeah. into this, hasn't he? Isn't yeah. It? So, uh. I mean, Henshaw, Henshaw is around, but he is not referenced as much as, as Zaki is in um, the books that, that we move into. But uh, yeah, that was probably the other place that, that, that really got me. And I'm, I'm really glad you did not remind me that that's where they did the, because now I see it. Mm. And <laughs> we were watching that being filmed, actually. Oh. And we didn't know exactly what was going on at the time, but we kind of figured it. We said, oh, my God, it looks like a funeral. And, of course, I was thinking, who the hell have they killed off at that point? <laughs> and I couldn't remember. I was thinking, I, I, I don't remember anybody dying at that point. Who the <laughs> earth have they killed off? Yeah, so I remember thinking, oh, oh, that explains the funeral. Yeah. Um, With Prudy and the Carnes. Yes. Now, were they actually singing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh, you could wow. Hear them you oh. could hear them singing. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That was so beautiful. That was so beautiful. Literally killed to hear Sam Khan sing in real life. I think they actually, um, <laughs> I think they do. They did re-record the, yeah. uh, the song afterwards. Yeah. Because it, there was a bit of wind yeah, noise and stuff. Do, that do, day, so do that in the studio. They do an awful lot of that for, yeah. for Metallic, because you can imagine... Yeah. It's a lot of wind noise. I bet. I bet. Oh. That's my dog now joining in the podcast. So now you've had um yeah. One of my four legged family. And the two legged version. And one of my two legged mm-hmm. ones. But uh, Rita is a massive fan of Tom York, who plays Sam Carn. Right with you. <laughs> 
beautiful. <laughs> when I met him last, it was I met him on set last year, and I remember thinking, "Oh my goodness me, are those the most limpid pool green eyes I've ever seen in my life?" <laughs> yes, I think they are. Allow me to dive in right now. <laughs> and yeah, I I, uh, I met him and Harry at the same time, just as they were starting to. Um, uh, they were filming the scene where um, where Drake and Sam encounter. Morwenna and Jeffrey Charles for the first time. So it's on that that little piece of um, of, <laughs> of, of of cliff path and uh, such a Lilton musical name. name. <laughs> oh tis, my God! Tis, don't tis, even tis, 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 tis a Lilton musical name. And at that point, I'd actually been given headphones, so I had cams on. I could hear the dialogue that was over there, and you know, clear as crystal. And I remember thinking at the time. Pretty certain the emphasis is wrong on that phrase. <laughs> and I was thinking, it's all right, they'll redo that. Yeah, they did several times. And it came out the same. Tis a, tis a Lilton musical name. No, tis a Lilting musical name. Tis a Lilting musical name. Whatever the hell it is, it's not supposed to be. Tis a Lilton musical name. Well, she calls, it makes it sound like she's got, like having a name. Is a curious thing, <laughs> you know. Yours is a Lilton musical one, <laughs> Morwenna. Oh Jesus. my lord! Yeah, so I was listening to this on cans, thinking, oh, clearly they're going to sort that out. No, <laughs> no, because they've given him now more lines. Oh, oh yeah, I've heard. No, I've heard um, some for series four actually, and now they're giving they're giving Tom the lines that are just a little bit out of kilter with the emphasis <laughs> in the wrong place. <laughs> I'm not going to say what they are because that'll 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 spoil that, things. that'll spoil things. Yeah, firstly it'll spoil things and probably get me into trouble. So well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it probably will. But I do remember thinking, oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh now, I, I know the Cornish have an, have an interesting way of pronouncing a lot of things. And there is a lot of sing-songy raising at the end, but not as a rule. You know, it is actually just, it is, it is actually just an ordinary language mm-hmm. that you speak mm-hmm. like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just in, like, you're eternally mm-hmm. confused. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and questioning of everything. <laughs> Tis not. Tis not. Tis not. <laughs> Tis not. Um, so, yeah, I was there and um, I was sitting there and going all giggly and thinking, God, they're pretty. Oh, look, they brought in some new young blood. <laughs> this must be in order to low the, the general uh, age of, um, of the fandom. <laughs> Being as, you know, at right now, you know, all my Aidens maidens. None, none of us, none of us can claim the label maiden. Of that I'm pretty certain. <laughs> or it might be an extreme minority. <laughs> And, and, you know, Aidan's mistresses doesn't just run off no. the of the tongue easily. No. But what they needed, yeah, I was thinking, that they're trying to pull in a little, you know, somebody under 50. Yes. Um, yeah, ideally. As, as someone frequently references in our asks um, and questions, um, they're, they're doing what they can to, to make things, make things palatable for today's audience, quote-unquote. Oh, yes, I can't imagine what they're doing to make it palatable for today's audience. <laughs> what, what on earth would that be? Um, you know, oh, I don't know, oversimplifying the plot lines 
Yeah, pretty but much. Because the, people just don't have the patience to, you know, understand these truly complex, multi-dimensional characters. You I know, personally be, am well, just, I'm just here for all of the shower sequences that we seem to be getting. They're constantly wet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's the difference between the show and reading a book as yes. well, though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it is that whole thing of sort of having to pare it back to make it mm-hmm. bite-sized. Yeah. Yeah. For television purposes. Yeah. And budgets. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I want you to tell us before we wrap this up, um, Rita, she's got some of the funniest stories about her um, encounters with Aiden. And the one that I want you to tell me about oh God. is the one where he he uh, took a fancy to your scarf. Oh God! And tomato choking. And tomato, moment. yeah, tomato choking, and um, how he has a memory as sharp as a tack. Oh so. God, that was the most mortifying <laughs> thing about it. So take it away, because Rita, you're going to love this. Yeah, no, I was, I was, um, I was invited onto set last year because of my reporting. Um, I do a review show on BBC Radio Cornwall whenever the show's airing. Um, so they'd invited me on, um, said I could watch some of the filming, interview some people. That was when I met Tom and Harry doing their bit. Morwenna is a <laughs> Lilton <laughs> musical name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's that occasion. And, uh, I was there with Karen Thrussell and Lisa, who's their publicity girl. And, uh, yeah, I was taken on. It was beautiful. I'd had a fabulous time up at the unit. I was being, you know, introduced to everybody in hair and makeup and wardrobe. Tried to blag myself two things, you know, parts as, as a, I used to be a wardrobe supervisor many, many, many years ago, several marriages and, you know, different lives away. But, um, I was thinking maybe that, maybe I can go work in the wardrobe. Apparently not. Maybe I can be an extra. Apparently not. Um, anyway, so, um, we were on set and it was a break and Aidan said, oh, well, pull up a chair. So I thought, well, don't you don't need to ask me twice. The sun's <laughs> going down on a balmy evening. I'm sitting on this beautiful headland, watch, watch, watching the sun low, next to Aidan Turner in full costume. Thank you, God. And he goes, oh, well, it's nice, nice to meet you. I love your scarf. I'm wearing this beautiful orange scarf that my daughter brought me back from Cambodia or something. And I said... Oh, so instead of being uh, reacting like a normal person would, you know, just say thank you, I turned into this blubbering teenager for a second and just went, oh, giggled. Yeah, that sort of high pitch, I think. I think, and, and said, oh, you can't have it. It wouldn't go with your costume. And at that point, I thought, I'm dead. I can't, I've got to watch my language, haven't I? No, you know, no, I haven't. Oh, no. I remember thinking, what the fuck just came out of my mouth? <laughs> Why don't I just behave like an ordinary person? <laughs> and of course, at that point, I couldn't really hold a conversation. So it was very much down to Aiden to sort of lead it. Because I just realised that anything that came out of my mouth was going to make me sound like an abject moron. <laughs> so I, somehow we managed to get through this sort of little chat. And then he was called back to do to do a shoot. And against all my sort of it counterintuitively, I was glad he was leaving me. Because I just thought... <laughs> Okay, I can maybe regain a little bit of my dignity if he's not in my immediate vicinity. <laughs> well, no, apparently this isn't what was on the cards for me. So he's then on Seamus looking particularly resplendent and 
walking up and down the cliff or well cantering up and down the cliff and they were doing a lovely silent take and I walked around but they're still feeding us because they they feed people on set pretty much constantly and they needed to get rid of the sandwiches because it was the end of the day as much as anything else so I'm offered a plate of sandwiches so I thought thank you very much so it's a quiet take all they want is the sound of the sea and Seamus's hooves on soft heather and instead they get me as I <laughs> inhale my tomato sandwich. And they, all they can hear in the background is... <laughs> 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 at, at what point I actually am more purple than, than Heather as well. And Karen Thrussell looks at me and says, are you all right? I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> really, really. She said, D- D- can I help you? Do you want some water? No, I don't want anything. I've no, I have no vocal cords left. So at this point she goes, Medic! <laughs> So I just want to leave set at this point, but I can't because they're stacking up everybody to leave set sequentially because it's coming to the wrap for the evening. So I had to live with my embarrassment. No throat left at all. I'm having to talk like this for the rest of time. And uh, yeah, and so I got to say goodbye to everybody. I got to ride in the car with Harry. That was very sweet. And, and Lisa. I think they just wanted me to leave. So they got me out offset much quicker than I would ordinarily have gone. I was, I was grateful for this. And uh, we rode in the car. Harry was cute. Let me just dive, you know, sort of dive sideways for a sec on this one. Because he, he was very new on the set at this point. And he said, so is this some pulled up thing kind of popular then? <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Said, oh God! Yeah, is it is it kind of big big over here? I said, you need to look forward to your life changing. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, now apparently he's dating Eleanor, so I reckon it's changed <laughs> fundamentally. So, um, oh, so God. I thought well, at the end of the day, I said goodbye to everybody. I thanked them profusely. I got home and repaired my dignity at home with probably several bottles of Pinot Grigio, and uh, got. I thought, that's okay. This is lovely. I'll go and talk about it. No one will ever know the difference. And no one will ever recognise me again. But fast forward maybe six months. I'm at the, um, I'm at the BMI IMAX for this uh, panel thing um, as part of the uh, the Film Institute sort mm-hmm. of TV week. And um, there's this thing with, like, I think it was 4,000 people seated. And my friend Louisa had given me tickets. Said, "Come on up. You need to come see. I've got great, great seats. I want you to come up." I said, "Oh, that'd be lovely." You know, Poldark. Um, you know, a traditional hero for a modern age, or whatever. You know, discuss whatever, whatever the title of this thing was. Anyway, there was people there from all over the world who'd come basically to just drool over Aiden again, and mm-hmm. and I was one of those people. I didn't. It was not a problem. I was in the second row. <laughs> I was in the second row immediately in front of him, probably about as far away as my fridge right now. <laughs> and I thought, oh, look, there he is. I can, yeah, I can almost reach out and touch him. And he looks at me and goes, hi, Karen, how are you? I thought, oh, God, <laughs> he remembers me. Hi, I'm, fi- I'm fine. Thanks, Aidan. Nice to see you. All the way up from Cornwall? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. First flight back. Yeah, so, so that, that was an embarrassing moment. Yeah, so that's that's probably been one of my favorite stories. Uh, other than Michael's little uh, story that he told us uh, oh, the other day. You're going to edit that in, aren't you? Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, definitely. Michael, what a hoot. He was hysterical. 80. 
30 eight. January next yes, year. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And I will never forget. Not and me. I will I will make sure that we send something to him. There will be a cake in Carol and <laughs> David. Well, no, the, Carol and David, let's just make That's, that one. They make that understandable for everybody. Carol and David is the name of his little fishing boat. Yes. I said I would leave a cake in it for him on his birthday <laughs> next year. Um, but uh, uh, that... The tomato sandwich story is probably my favorite. That and scarf. <laughs> because that's precisely what I know I would wind up doing. Because yeah. I would completely lose any composure I may have had and just go, <laughs> Oh my God. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> just let me, let me go, let me go jump off a cliff now. There are plenty around. 30,000 yeah. people have, have looked at my video of me on, on the cliff on the horse and asked me, why would you do that? And yeah, oh my god, people are going to think you're mad. And a part of that's to do with it. I have nothing left. There is nowhere to go anymore. It doesn't really matter what I do. You know, I've lost all street. I've got. I, do you think I'm a sensible person? No, even my granddaughter is shaking her head. Am I a bit silly sometimes? She's smiling, and nodding. So yes. <laughs> But anyhow, it has been absolutely marvelous uh, staying here and uh, experiencing Cornwall uh, and learning learning so much from Karen and really finding finding a sister from another mister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's another story. <laughs> um, but but anyhow, that's. Uh, pretty much it from cornwall except for i've got a couple other places to go but um we're wrapping up the tour well i think we have a bit of breakfast now and go to holywell bay what do you reckon i think that sounds like a fabulous plan let's do that okay all right nice to talk to you rita you too you take care bye and uh we'll chat soon okay bye honey bun bye bye Yep, I'm at Holywell, and yep, I'm crying. Oh man, it's beautiful. The weather is absolutely stunning today. And there are just a few wispy clouds in the sky. And it's more beautiful than I ever could have thought it was. Absolutely stunning. Taking some snaps, of course, so I'll get those posted up as soon as I can, but just rest assured, I'm a mess. After we spend a little time here, enjoying the beauty of our surroundings, I'm going to go find that dune back in a bit. Karen, Michelle, and little bitty Ruby. <laughs> Here we are. This is holy well. Hey, Ruby, have to give a little wave to the camera. All right, wave you, Dolly. That's good. This is Michelle. Hi, guys. Hi. Go Hawks. It's Blue Friday. <laughs> and here we are at Holywell. So here's the beach. Uh, Gold rock, there you are. Mm. 
beautiful day again. I'm it happy. is. It is absolutely stunning. Uh, the weather is simply glorious, yeah. and I feel totally blessed uh, to be here. It is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, I can see why they would have everybody doing everything on this beach because it's beautiful. It's also huge. It's well, it's about a mile, a mile across. Yeah, roughly speaking. Okay. Um, Perimpol's three miles. That's okay. The perspective. It's a lot bigger. Okay. But this is doable. Yeah. It's compact enough that they can do stuff over there. Uh huh. Near Gull Rock, when the tide's out. They've got access around here, and they use some of the caves over there. Okay. But when the tide's further in, they can still do a load of stuff up this end. Yes. Um, that's sort of between here and the dune, and the dunes and the shoreline. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they did the bit here where George is standing, looking out to the water. Uh-huh. Three. Yeah. Um, just after the deed, when there is that, you know, that slight inference that, mm-hmm. that Ross may have, may or may not have made. made. Yeah. Found things and. Clearly, we know from the books he didn't because he's not even no. in the right vicinity. No. Um, and I'm wondering what that is. Rubes, what is that that's on the shoreline? The really big thing. It's not a whale, is it? We haven't got another beached whale. No, I don't think it is. It might be, but there's definitely some looks. Yeah. There. Yeah. We had a beached whale on Perimpulse last summer. Oh. Um, it was a sperm whale. I haven't heard any reports. It would have come up usually on social media. Yeah. Um, it's big. It might be a big stone. Would it? Could it possibly be a log? It could be a log. It might, but it's. it's but that would be look, weird. Look, look at it next to the people. Yeah, I mean it's huge. And they're curious. Uh huh. We could, and I think we will. In a minute. Yes. Aren't you it now? No, in a minute, darling, because I have to come with you for that, because it's near the sea. But yeah, there's the, I mean, they do loads of things here. They'd obviously do a lot of the horse no, riding. it might be mm-hmm. a boat. You think it's a boat? Yeah, might be a boat. Has it, is it a boat. has it landed on its own? No. No? Do you think somebody rode it to shore? Where do you think they came from? From Poldark. From Poldark? <laughs> Do you think it's a Poldark boat? Yes? Huh. Who do you thought brought it? Who brought it then? Who was uh, in it? Uh, Aiden. Was he? Aiden was in the boat. Was he? Well, we, we're going to have to go and look then, aren't we? I think so. Is this Poldark Beach? What's it called? What's this beach called? Poldark. Yeah, what do you call it then? What we, what's it really called? Poldark Cornwall. Hold up, Cornwall. You are, you are my living advert. <laughs> oh, you couldn't have planned that one better. I just couldn't, could I? I nope. Even... <laughs> nope. Not at all. It's Holy Well Beach, isn't it? How did car get on? I don't. I know. Well, it's a special sort of car. It's got big chunky wheels, so it can drive on the beach. How does it? Yeah. So, yeah. do you want to walk down to the? Should we walk down, or should we leave Michelle just? having her moment do you want to come sure do you want to have your moment i'll have my moment yeah yeah because it's like steep coming back up this because that's how we have to get no we don't we're going to walk round. oh well yeah it's arduous and sandy but it's not steep no you're going to come down then yeah sure okay sure should we all go down come on then i think so let's go and look at the pole dark boat yes come on then
I am at St. Agnes Head. Yes. Where, and standing on the spot where a couple of very significant moments happen uh, for Ross and Demelza. Uh, series one, the last episode, uh, when they come to this spot and they send Julia's bracelet off into the wind. And if you look behind us, you see where the soldiers came down to arrest Ross and then take him up the hill and away from Demelza uh, during series one. And then they start here, too. Yeah, um, they do. Um, but then they take him a really, really interesting route. <laughs> because they march him up over the heather here, like, uh-huh. like so. <laughs> like you do. Right here. Over the road. Right here. Up there. Up there. Disappearing off over the heather. Yes. Then you get a really fabulous aerial shot. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've been being marched. Yes. Only that's at Kynance Cove, which is down on the Lizard. <laughs> so either they're just particularly cruel to, you know, people yeah. that they've just arrested <laughs> and take them in a really, really sort of, well, let's go the scenic route. Exactly. Add an extra 35 miles to the yomp. <laughs> or that was done for is that an artistic license. I think so. A little yeah. artistic license. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of artistic license with this headland. Yeah, uh, yes, we had the <laughs> CGI uh, British naval ships yep. uh, at the end of Series 2 when Ross and Demelza stand on this spot and Demelza finally gives him a little kiss after six months of turmoil. Cold, Cold shoulder. Yeah. Um, and they are basically bidding Dwight and the British Navy so long uh, from this spot. And I think one of the things that continually amazes me is how they can do these incredibly intimate scenes with cameras as close as I am to you right now. You you know, if I was up close and personal like that to Aidan Turner, I wouldn't care. (laughs) If there was a stadium for people as close as this, I would make the most of that particular yeah, moment. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I would have to agree with you. But <laughs> I am I am just amazed at, at how uh, these performers are able to do such an amazing job with having billions of people around them. And they're able to stay in character, stay in that moment. And um, it's just extraordinary. So... As you know, I'll be taking pictures uh, from here. We've already got one of Demelza standing and staring off. Hi, Nina. Hi, folks. Oh, look, Marina. She's my accountant. Hi, darling. Yes, I will get the receipts in. Uh, Who else is here? Shirley Dyson. Kaz, hi. Uh, And Suzanne Hatton. Debbie McCrory. Hi, girl. Why are you not up here? It's Debbie who's got the had the radio show that we did the uh, Ah. set on. So, are you jealous? You're in the studio at the news desk, aren't you? (laughs) Okay. Um, And Margaret, she was with us the other day. Uh That was Tracy. That's the one who got married. Um, Yeah. Hello. It's lovely to have you with us. Look at this. (laughs) Look at this. Look at that. Karen, Karen can't get over this weather. I mean, I can't. <laughs> we're we're warm. It's uh, for it's uh, fifty eight degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 
something like that. My legs feel like it's about. It's like the the, the surface of the sun. <laughs> Black jeans. Yes. Clearly a miscalculation this morning. Yes. No, it's just amazing. It's It's stunning. It's stunning, and the water is as blue as any I have ever seen. I I don't want to leave. Do I have to go? No. (laughs) I don't mind. (laughs) Well, there's there's money, so I I would need to make money somehow. Okay. But uh, anyhow. To be continued. <laughs> but um, for those of you that uh, listen to the podcast, uh, Karen, and I, Karen and I and uh, Rita and Delanda, we're cooking up a little something uh, to take place next fall, uh, September 7th through the 14th, um, looking at putting together a Poldark podcast. A little tour group. A little tour group. So, uh, you'll get some more information on that, um, in the coming weeks. Um, and we're hoping that fingers crossed, a, the weather will be stunning like this and B they'll be filming. So we're, 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 we're hoping. So keep your fingers crossed, um, more information to come. And it will be a book early because September, everybody wants to come here and why wouldn't they? Yeah. Although now it's looking like October is the time to come. <laughs> I might just be sort of pushing a little. Because this is infinitely warmer than we had in September this this year. I mean, this is something special. So It's, yeah. it's amazeballs. It is amazeballs. It's amazeballs. <laughs> so anyhow, um, so long from Cornwall. And I will be back. Most definitely I will be back. Good. I'll- Thank you so much karen oh absolute pleasure it's been a delight (laughs) especially the dancing on the tables last night yeah (laughs) she was dancing on the tables i decided that would probably be a bad idea so we did nearly win the pub quiz yes we We were second second. place oh and you'll be pleased to know the team name was aiden's maidens of course flying the flag of course (laughs) it had to be so you guys take care and we'll talk soon bye-bye No phone, no shoes I got on a pair of cheap shades I'm probably gonna lose Dug a hole in the sand With some kid's toy Now I'm kicked back And like a lazy boy Got the radio right I'm lounging hard Take a picture of me Put it on a postcard Hey, I'm on vacation I'm on I'll just sit right here on the breeze Excuse me, honey, can you get my shoulders, please? Hey, I'm on vacation I might not go back home 
destination I'm here, I'm gone Swimming suit Right here holding it down Down by the ocean You can find me somewhere In slow motion Slow motion